Hey, I'm Dave Coles, and you're listening to the All Blacks Podcast. You're listening to the All Blacks Podcast. I'm Andy Burt, and as always, I'm joined by my pal, JP, JP Tocker. JP, how you doing, mate? Very good, Andy. Nice to be back uh, with you. It's been a while since we've done a podcast, mate. What have you been up to? Uh, um, watched the Lions series. And uh, look, really enjoyed it. I was probably, yeah, I was disappointed, but at the same time, I thought it was good for rugby. It's for um, just makes things interesting, you know. Mm. Like, uh, I love to see the All Blacks win, but um, I enjoy probably tight, close games of rugby more so than just winning by 40 points every week. Yeah, having a month to digest it now that I look yeah. back, I think a drawn series, although it's disappointing, it's going to go down in history. You yeah, know, 50 years' yeah. time, you'll be talking yeah. about this drawn series. Yeah, and it's better for the game worldwide, right? Like, um, you know, like I'm not excited at all about this Blitters that I cut. Because I still think we're forty points sort of difference between New Zealand and the All Blacks, the All Blacks in Australia rather. So, um, like, yeah, yeah, club footy, mate. Club footy's just wrapped up. It's been a good club footy season down here too. How did MSP go? Um, they lost the semi. They lost the semi to Huddle Boys Marist, and then OBU won the local competition. Mm-hmm. And um, my school, St Pat's Town, also lost their semi in the weekend. Oh, so it's a Wellington right. College. And Silverstream final here in Wellington this weekend. And congrats to OBU for winning the Jubilee Cup. Hey, but we're here to talk about Investec Rugby Championship, and we've got on the line one of New Zealand's most foremost um, rugby commentators, Jim Case. So, Jim, welcome to the show, mate. Yeah, cheers, fellas. Great to be here. Brilliant. Hey, Jim, before we kick in, we've got a lot of um, global followers out there. So, just to get a bit of your background, mate, um, where did you grow up? What were your first rugby memories? um, And how did you get into the position you're in now? I grew up in Auckland, uh, in Mount Albert in Auckland, and first rugby memory is probably those horrible old King Leo boots that uh, we used to have to whack with a hammer so you could fit your feet into them without ripping half the skin off. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting a, a pair of my brother's hand-me-down boots and he smacked them with a hammer to make sure that they were okay in the heel. Oh. Uh, but I, loved playing, I just loved playing rugby at that age. You know, it was seven aside. Um, we went from bare feet to boots, and boy, that you felt like you were 10 feet tall when you got a pair of boots. Yeah. Jim, where did you play uh, club rugby in Wellington? Oh, look, in Wellington, I played for the Mighty Ponicky Club, mate, just over the road from, from your, uh, your Marist St. Pat's Club. Um, played for them, uh, went down to Wellington in 94, so played 94, 95, 96. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, JP captained them in the first half of 96 and then went overseas and we weren't doing so well when I was the captain, and then Waddy took over, Richard Watt took over, and they won the Jubilee Cup. <laughs> the legacy of Richard Watt. Yeah. You played for them, played for Carlton up here in Auckland, and uh, for Fraser Tech in Hamilton. A good spread, a good spread. Beautiful. And, and off the field, mate, we've obviously um, read your columns in the Dom Post um, going back a few years. You've been on the Paul Henry show, we, we see you on Sky TV. What, what are you up to nowadays? Um, freelancing, so I'm doing a fair bit of work for Sky, um, uh, sort of around, uh, first done a few first 15 games, but a mighty 10 cup coming up, mm. uh, been on the breakdown with um, Jeff Olsen and Sir John Coo and throughout the year, uh, also do a radio show on a Sunday with Andrew Gordy on Radio Live, and um, been writing a little bit for uh, allblacks.com, Andy, as you know, during the Lions series. So we're, we're, loving, we're loving your content, and hey, how can people find you online? Um, uh, Jim K's media on Facebook is probably the simplest place to, to go. Um, yeah. Easy. Hey, and Jim, we, we brought, brought you on today to chat, uh, Investec Rugby Championship. I guess the first question we've got for you is looking at the All Blacks playing a pretty tough line series, quite intense three test series there. Do you think that's going to benefit the ABs heading into this championship or perhaps, um, hinder them? Um, in terms of the actual playing of the game, it's probably not going to have too much of an impact because it, it's now what you know a month or a month and a half away 
Mm. Uh, and, and there's been all the super rugby and some guys have had a fair bit of rest, particularly if they play for the Blues. Um, and some guys are, are coming into it with a, a fair bit of footy still behind them, you know, like the Crusaders. But mm. mentally and motivation-wise, um, it's going to be huge for them. That was a disappointing series and if you're an All Black and, and certainly if you're an All Black fan in terms of the results. I think what we saw at Eden Park in the first test um, if things had gone the way the All Blacks wanted to, that would have been it for the next two, you know, and Sonny Bull getting sent off obviously had a big impact on that second one, and yeah. the third one sort of fell to pieces a little bit, didn't it? They had lots of opportunities but didn't quite capitalise them. So I, I think it'll be a highly motivated All Blacks team that wants to show the world that what happened uh, against the Lions is not what is not how they want to play and how they would normally play. So I think motivation-wise, they're going to be right up there. Do you, do you think that um, with, with the Australian teams finishing the Super Rugby season early, but, I mean, not one side, maybe the Brumbies, um, really created any cohesion throughout the season or sort of dominated games. Do, do you think that the Wallabies can still come together um, as as one team and, and perhaps challenge the All Blacks at all? Without being sounding arrogant, but... Um, you know, look at the moment, if you look at the point spread, the point spread's massive. Like, do, do you think that they can get close to the ABs this weekend? Um, yeah, look, I think Super Rugby's often a red herring when it comes to Test Match Rugby. Uh, I think one of the things about um, the Wallabies, and, and I always look at, you know, um, say a, a small school who, who could put together a, a decent first 15 and they've got 23 good players at the school and, and that's really about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like the Wallabies if you take the best players out of those pretty average Super Rugby teams, they're going to have a reasonable first 15, a reasonable 23, um, if, if not slightly better than that. So I think I think they're going to have a decent enough team. The, the big question for them is, um, is confidence. And when you've lost every game against the New Zealand team, if the All Blacks get into them early, as I'm sure they'll try and do, and get up on them early... You've got to wonder, don't you, fellas, about their confidence. Will they, will they just think back to when they were playing for the Waratahs and the Reds and the Brumbies and the Force and the Rebels and say, here we go again, yeah. and other New Zealand team running over the top of us. So if the All Blacks get into them, I think I think it could be um, you know a good All Blacks win. But we all know Australian sports people, that doesn't take much to get their confidence up. If they get a, an early try, if they go out to a 10-0 a lead or something like that, all of a sudden, um, it's a very different Wallabies team that we come up against. Because uh, I think playing-wise, they've got the ability um, a, as a Wallabies team. So it'll be an interesting – that first 20 minutes is going to be really interesting, I reckon. Yeah, and we saw the uh, match in Auckland last year. I think it was a blowout to the ABs in the end. But there's actually that quite a critical moment where I think Henry Spate was denied a try. And that, if I remember correctly, I think Wallabies would have actually taken the lead at that point. And that was try was denied, and all of a sudden the All Blacks came storming back and ran away with the game. So you can just see how those little things, particularly with the ABs, can um, change look the face that. of the game, and the confidence is huge. Look at that third test match. You know, I mean, the All Blacks blew three or four tries in the first half of that third test match against the British and Irish Lions, and if they'd taken any of those, you know, they would have they would have owned the game and they would have won it. So yeah, look, one or two things can have a huge impact. Don't get me wrong, I think the All Blacks are, are a significantly better team than the Wallabies. Um, but we've seen in the past, you know, I can think of draws that have come up against, you know, Kevin Mialami's 100th in Brisbane ended up in a draw and it should have been a win to the All Blacks. 
And there's been times where you know the Wallabies have got up and beaten the beaten the All Blacks too. But Hong Kong, uh, yeah, well, yeah, 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 Hong Kong, and even more recent than, than that too. So, you know, they are they they're a cocky bunch, aren't they? And all they need is a wee sniff, and and they're they're back up there. They're, they'll be well and truly rested. Um, but you know, let's also not forget this is a Wallabies team that lost to Scotland in June. Um, yeah, so they're yeah. you know. I don't think we should get too carried away with how good they are, but certainly they've got the ability, if we allow them to come into the game, to, to get a bit of mojo back. And what do you think, what's it going to require from the Wallabies to actually compete with the ABs this week? What kind of game plan do you think they need to employ? They're going to have to be very good up front, because we've got a great forward pack. Um, you know, we saw that against against the Lions. We've got a very good scrum. We've got the two best locks in the world. Um, and Retallick and Sam Whitelock. I mean, how good was Sam Whitelock in that Super Rugby final? Boy, oh boy, he just never stopped. Um, so they're going to have to really muscle it up up front. And we've, I think we've seen over the last three or four years that they've really struggled in that department. We've got an exceptional scrum coached by Mike Cron and a very, very good line-out and good Lucy. So that's the big challenge for them. They've got good backs, you know, Kirtley Beals playing and, and, and um, Israel Flau and those sorts of guys. You know, they've got backs who can score tries. But they just need to get some front foot ball, and they and they need to um, um, get enough ball, because we know that the All Blacks can score from anywhere. We know that they are not afraid to attack from anywhere. Uh, we know that they don't mind other teams running it at them because they're quite happy to make the tackles, crack the turnovers, and do the counter attack. And they don't mind teams that kick it to them. So the the Wallabies will have to be at their very best, and I think the All Blacks would have to be at about 80 percent for the Wallabies to end up with a win. The other thing, yeah, when we get to sort of uh, this time of the year and we go to Sydney, we generally, oh, for the most part, get pretty good weather and we'll get an outstanding surface. Mm. So all of a sudden, you, you think about the Lions tour, we played in some pretty average conditions. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, the pitches, you know, they held up pretty well, but it could be a chance that we'll see the All Blacks hold on to the ball, not kick a lot, mm. and make Australia tackle and, and hit a lot of rucks. And um, that could be really telling. That's That's my thoughts anyway, but... Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, you saw that um, with the two games in Johannesburg, didn't you, when the Hurricanes played and, and the, the Crusaders played, how much New Zealand teams like running on top of the surface. No, you know, they don't like slogging it out through the mud. Yes, they can do it, And um, but you're dead right. The forecast is for a little bit of wind, but for it to be sunny, about 15 degrees, I think, uh, during the day. So it's going to be a bit cool, but it's going to be hard and fast. And, you know, look at our back line. I mean, you're going to have Ben Smith playing, probably Israel Dagg, Probably Rico Iwani, um, Ryan Crotty will be at centre. A bloke called Sonny Bill will be at second five. I mean, there's a lot of attacking potential there. Um, so, yeah, if they get a hard and fast track, uh, you know, we all know how, how good they are. Yeah, and look, your thoughts on the situation at Hooker there with Dane Coles out for another week. Um, Cody, another opportunity for Cody Taylor after a pretty strong line series. And, of course, um, Wellington Hurricanes youngster Ricky Riccatelli drafted into the squad. Yeah, look, it's great for him. It's a big blow for the All Blacks, though. If you look at that Lions series, you know, the All Blacks lost three significant players that didn't have Dane Coles for any of it. Um, ben Smith lasted only a little bit of the first test and, and Ryan Crotty the same. And those three are, are really key players. You saw in his first game back for the Hurricanes just how good Dane Coles is. You know, he, he set up a beautiful try, I think, to TJ Pettinata. He's, he's your fourth loose forward and your second, second five, isn't he? He's just got all of the skills. So Cody Taylor's played well for the All Blacks, uh, and it's not any criticism of him at all. Um, but 
Dane Coles is a, is a is a significantly better player. So I think he's a, he's a big loss. He really adds to the mobility of the pack. He really adds to the attacking ability of the pack, um, and he's a very good defender. So I think that's a, a real shame that he's not going to be available. He also brings a bit of mongrel. He's certainly calmed down from what you know. The, 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 how he used to play, and he um, he obviously holds his hands a little bit. He, he's not throwing punches, but he just brings that niggle and that chat that you know that you, he, you know, in the the line series, like the Hurricanes game. I was sitting just down there on the sideline, and um, Dane Coles runs and he gets involved in a scuffle. You know, and the players are pulling back Dane Coles, who's running the water. You just love that little bit of niggle he's got, especially against Australia, who will dish out and, and try and throw a bit of chat. He's got way. that kind of attitude of an Australian cricket player, almost, doesn't he? He, he has, yeah, yeah. Hey, Ryan Coddy, look, I, um, Jim Case, you may know Trent Eagle, who play a lot of rugby in Wellington. I've had a running battle with him about Ryan Crotty, but I'm on the Ryan Crotty side now, um, and I think we probably really missed him against the Lions. I, I'm, I'm now starting to understand what he can do in the field, and um, Scott Robinson's talked about how much he controls the game for the Crusaders and runs the team on the field. He could be a really good All Black. Probably just needs a little bit of game time. If he starts and plays this week, which he should, um, just just thoughts on Ryan Crotty and, and how and the impact he could have on the game this weekend. Yeah, look, I think he's a wonderful player. He's a very good defender. He's a very calm voice out there, um, and, and he's he's an underrated attacker. It's interesting that you know he's probably our best second five, but they're going to, I think play him at centre with um, Sonny Bullet at second five, which is what they started in the first test against the Lions. Um, and, and I'm sure he'll be a very good centre. We had um, Grant Fox on the radio show on the weekend, and he, he said that centre's the hardest position in the field to defend from, and that a, a bloke like Ryan Crotty is the perfect person to have there because he's he's so well organised. And, and, you know, he, the, the comparisons with um, Conrad Smith are being made, aren't they? Look, I think that he was a huge loss from that Lions um, series. And I think that having... And also, his combination with Sonny Bill is so different. You know, they're such different players. And I think yeah. it's fantastic yeah. when you've got really different midfielders. So to have Sonny Bill with his ability to hit the line and to stay on his feet and to offload, um, if he's offloading to, to Ryan Crotty, who's then giving it out wide... That's pretty difficult to stop. So I think it's quite a good. It's a very good combination. I, I like the look of it a lot. Well, I think Bowden Barrett really missed the head of Ron Crotty too in that line series. Look, he didn't have a, a Conrad Smith or someone outside and probably who could just take the pressure off him a little bit and tell him what needs to be done. You know, it's it's a it's pretty tough when you're playing eighty minutes and you've got to do a lot of the thinking and, and controlling the game yourself. So yeah, and hey, he didn't have great talkers outside him. No, he really yeah. up quite quite quiet and, and the same with Anton Leonard Brown. So he didn't have um, really big talkers outside of him, and, and, and that probably had a bit of an impact on him as well. Yeah, hey, just looking at um, the coaching side of things here, Steve Hansen and Michael Checker had some great um, theatre, I guess you'd call it, last year. Um, do you expect that to continue this, this season? Oh, I don't think they'll be able to stop themselves, will they? You know, Michael Checker loves to have a crack, and mm. Steve Hansen will tell everyone, oh, I'm not responding or I'm not buying into it. It's all a media beat-up, but he loves having a crack as well. Um, he just probably does it slightly more subtly. But, mate, they will, you know, those two, a bit like Gatland and, and Hansen, it's worth the price of admission alone sometimes. Uh, I think they'll be entertaining, uh, and I think they will fire decent shots at each other. Hey, looking at another position in the back line, that's fullback um, with Ben Smith going on sabbatical, Geordie Barrett out for the season. Who's kind of your pick to be the All Blacks fullback for the remainder of the season after the two, two first Bledisloe tests? 
Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, if it was if I was picking it, I would look really heavily at Nihi Milnaskara. I think he's a fantastic mm. player, and it allows them to keep um, Dag and, and probably Rico Ioane on the wings. And then you've got Waisaki Naholo as well. But Damien McKenzie has been the player of, of Super Rugby, hasn't he? He's had a fantastic Super Rugby season. Hard to know what else um, he can do any better than what he's done. Uh, and then David Harvey's in there too. So I think they'll go. I think they'll go either um, uh, Damien McKenzie probably, or, or then Nehemiah Scudder after him. But personally, I'd, I'd go Nehemiah Scudder. I mean, obviously they could also put Israel Dag back to fullback, and they could pick Rico Yawani and and, and um, Waisaki Naholo on the wings, or Nehemiah Scudder on the wings. I mean, it's just a smorgasbord of of crayfish, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. Mate, what about the Sergeants and inside? Look, we they're getting better each year. Um, look, it's at risk that they might um, also leave Sanzar and go and join the Northern Hemisphere. But do you think they'll put they'll, they'll definitely put Australia under pressure and, and maybe South Africa? Do you think they will challenge the ABs as well this season? Um, certainly, in Argentina, they they will um, because they've got a, a very good forward pack, um, very good nine and ten, and they're able to you know exert a bit of pressure in those areas, and and they play well at home. They have enjoyed good success against Australia and South Africa in the last couple of years, so they're not a team that those two can take lightly, and, and the All Blacks won't take them lightly. But yeah, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see if. Uh, Argentina can finish ahead of Australia in the rugby championship. I, I think that's well and truly on the cards. From what we've seen of Super Rugby and the state of Australian rugby, um, they can't even decide you know who should be in Super Rugby next year. There, there is a, a great opportunity for the Pumas to come in and, and finish possibly third um, in the rugby championship. Yeah, it's 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 actually um, a little bit concerning that. You know, with um, with the force leaving leaving Super Rugby, Australia. You know, look, it's probably really important that they, they do play well in this Vestec uh, Rugby Championship just to keep you know that rivalry alive. But also, if Australian rugby strong, it keeps it interesting for us. Look, um, yes. in, in rugby globally as well, it's um, it's almost all hands to the pump for these guys. Absolutely, our game is is not a. a um it's a smallish game internationally. If you look at, there's about six or seven teams who are normally competitive at the top, and we don't want one of those teams, whoever they may be, dropping out the back end. Rugby can't afford for one of its top teams to, to fall away. And it was only a couple of years ago that Australia were in the World Cup final against the All Blacks. So yeah. hopefully they do get back. We, as you say, JP, we want them to be competitive. We want them to push the All Blacks all of the time because that's what makes rugby interesting. And we need it for, for world rugby. We, we need all of those top 10, hopefully, if not more countries, to be competitive. So, yeah, it's a it's a really important rugby championship, I think, from the perspective of the Wallabies, that they get themselves back up and refine their mojo and show that they can compete with the best in the world. Yeah, as you said, um, two, yeah, two years ago, World Cup finalists, and they actually won the rugby championship that year as well. So um, let's hope they can turn things around pretty quickly this this season. Hey, looking at the Springboks, um, moving on to the other team in the Rugby Championship, um, look, we haven't played in Cape Town for a number of years. We're going to play them there this season, or this Rugby Championship. Do you think the Springboks will lift at home against the All Blacks, and how do you think they'll go in the Championship? Yeah, they always lift at home. It's interesting that they're playing in um, Cape Town. They've stayed away from there because they've, they've, they've thought that there's too much support for the All Blacks in Cape Town, a lot of the um, and coloureds in, uh, in in Cape Town are big New Zealand fans because of 
um, what happened through the apartheid years and, and those sorts of things. So they do get a lot of support there, which is why they played a lot of their test matches up on the high veld. They had a, quite a good series against the French, didn't they, in June? But it's always hard to tell with France what's going on there. But they love playing the All Blacks, and they will always get up to, to, for an All Black Test match. Mm. And this, it wouldn't surprise you know they will again look at look at the Lions. The Lions are a decent team. I hope that the Springboks play the way the Lions have played. I think there's nine or ten Lions players in that Springbok squad, and I really hope that Alistair Kutsi, the, the Springbok coach says, hey, that's the way forward. We need to play this attacking style because they have the athletes. They have fantastic. We see it in their sevens team. They've got players with pace to burn and with steps and fins and all those sorts of things. Mm. And if they played and embraced the style of rugby a little bit like an all-black style, boy, oh, boy, they'd be tough to stop. So hopefully they do that. Hopefully they don't do it too well against the all-blacks, but, but yeah. you know, that's the way they should be going. Yeah, and we saw the Stormers. Um, they probably scored two or three of the best tries in Super Rugby this season, you know. So they definitely got the talent. If they employ that game plan, I think it's going to be some pretty exciting rugby. Oh, absolutely. They've, as I say, they have got fantastic athletes. It's just been the mindset and the, the game plan um, that has not seen them utilise the skills that they have, uh, to, you know, on hand. And boy, oh boy, if they get themselves going, you know, they've got they've got guys who are. They got forwards who are six foot five, six foot six, and 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 they they run like wingers, you know. So look out if they play the style of rugby that they really should play. Sure, a big test series. So you know we we've seen the Lions at the major centres was was Eden Park, Wellington, and back to Eden Park, and then for the Rugby Vestic Championship we get to go to Dunedin, Albany, and New Plymouth. We're getting away from those big centres and we're engaging the, the heartlands of New Zealand. It's got to be good for footings. Look, I know they missed out um, for the Lions, but they're going to get some good good rugby coming up. Oh, absolutely. And look, New Plymouth um, hosted the All Blacks a couple of times now. I think Samoa and also France are so fantastic that the All Blacks are going there to play. That's the test match against Argentina, I believe. Yeah. And in North Harbour, again, I mean, it's only up the road from Eden Park, but even so, it's good, it's good that they're playing it there. That's good almost the home game for South Africa, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Our play will be out of force. Um, <laughs> I think one of the wonderful things about New Zealand rugby, and it's the same for South Africa and, and, and for Australia, is that we don't have just one headquarters like they do, say, at, in England with Twickenham. Mm. Um, it's great that they get around the country. I know the All Blacks like it, and, um, and, and it's good to engage with the fans like that. Yeah, for sure. Look, it's going to be fantastic to see the ABs um, playing in those three centres. Just um, going to put you on the spot a little bit here, Jim, and a couple of quick-fire questions. Okay. So we're just going to ask you, from each of those teams, you're just going to give us one player to watch. So kick off with um, Argentina. Who's one player we should be keeping an eye on in that team? Um, look, I, don't, I wouldn't be able to single out uh, any one player, but I, I certainly think that their 9 and 10 combinations is something that we've always got to keep an eye on with them because they're, mm. they're, you, know, you go back to when Pichot played for them. They certainly have good nine and ten so for me they flew under the radar a little bit the Haguaris during the Super Rugby seasons probably didn't pay enough attention to them as, as a should have but certainly nine and ten uh, that's that's where they'll be dangerous well, Landungo and um, Kubeli played for the Brumbies the two nines there they're pretty, both pretty sharp I mean one had to you know leave yep. the Yaguares to get play you know so they've got two pretty sharp nines there hey, and um, looking at Australia who, who would be the player to watch there well, I said earlier that they've got to step up in the forwards, but but really, Kirtley Beal, I mean, he's been in and out of that team. He's been the bad boy. He's been the saviour. He's been almost everything 
Um, and if they play him at first five, then that'll be fascinating. I, I'd, I hope they do. I'm not sure where they will play him, but you know, with um, with no Quade Cooper, then there's the potential for him to play there. I just think he's a wonderful footballer. He's got he's got so me, so much skill. He's got time. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how how he goes. He's, he's actually a pretty good defender as well. His uh, defense, he gets up off the line and makes good tackles, and it's probably partly from his league background. But that that channel, that sort of that one channel um, against the ABs, we crucial stuff. They do play him there. It'll be interesting to see. You know, he'll be making a lot of inside outside tackles, so it'll probably be pretty. Yeah. Effect- he'll be rather effective. And what about these yeah. big South African boys, mate? There's some huge units out of the lines. A couple mm. of those props and hookers, like that, that, mm. and and they're running the ball now as well, which is pretty dangerous. Yeah, I like old um, uh, the lock Esterbeck, um, yeah, yeah. and you, you know, I, I just enjoy seeing the challenge uh, against the likes of Brody Retallick and Sam Whitelock. So. Um, he's 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 captaining them too, isn't he now? Because um, uh, Whiteley's injured. So I, I, look, hopefully, hopefully we get to see him playing, uh, and and hopefully you know he really goes hammer and tongs at, at our two locks. Because when you play against South Africa, that battle up front is so crucial, and um, they really like to take it to the All Blacks. So yeah, again, you know, there's no there's no Bucky's water anymore. There's no Victor Matfield, but they continue yeah. to turn yeah. out absolute beasts who are six foot ten and. Yeah. 120kgs and they run like wingers so yeah and you saw the Lions actually scored a couple of tries I think it was against the Hurricanes it was just pure brute force close to the line where they barged their way over which you don't often see against the New Zealand teams you know so they've definitely got it in them oh, they will try the line out drive I mean the line out drive is, is a hard thing to stop uh, and they will certainly uh, try the line out drive but I hope that they do a little bit more than that as well I hope that they try to use the ball as well too and switching to the All Blacks, just if you could choose one player, it's hard to sing, single someone out, but just someone who you think might might, might have a breakout or very influential um, championship. One player, Jingo's fellas, that's a hard, that's a hard one, isn't it? Look, I'd like to see more of Rico Ioane in, in that All Blacks team. Uh, I think we saw some really exciting stuff from him in that first test against the uh, the Lions. You know, two tries. The second one was an absolute doozy. We've had some, fant- as you guys well know, we've had beautiful wingers, fantastic wingers throughout the, the history of the All Blacks. The rest of the team is reasonably well known, isn't it? There's not too many play- players in there that we're going, oh, look, I haven't seen much of him. So for me, Rico Ioane, a reasonably new All Black, I think he's got exciting potential. And, and you know, I'd, you know, JP mentioned that before the hard and fast surfaces, well, we're going to get that in all three countries, South Africa, Argentina and Australia. So I'd love to see Rico Ioane, you know, with some decent ball, a great back line around him and a little bit of green pasture in front of him. I think he's going to be tricky, very difficult to stop. Yeah, she raised a good point. Look, he, he um, he's still young, but if they can actually get him decent ball rather than um, – they bring Julian Savera in on the crash and it mid- hits a, creates a lot of midfield targets for them. But they, if they can give Rico Ioane just a couple little outside, maybe some one-on-one chances um, – you know, a little bit wide, wide, and get him, let him have a go. That's when it's going to be exciting. I, I don't want. To, I know he's big and strong, but I don't want to see him coming outside one and two and just crashing and setting targets. When, and really, he, he's an out and out pace guy. And he's a yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be nice to see him actually get, get, give it a crack. Hey, hey, mate. If, if you had to rank them one to four, how would you go? Oh, Teams that is. All Blacks one, uh, South Africa two, 
And then I'd toss a coin between Argentina and, and Australia as, as to who finishes third and fourth. I think the respective games in their, in their countries against each other will decide that. But yeah. um, look, I probably think, probably think Australia three, but I would not be surprised if Argentina sneak in and finish third in the competition. But definitely the All Blacks first and South Africa second. It'll be really, it'll be interesting. I mean, the, the Argentinian factor is probably the most intriguing part of the series for me, and and and, this, and like you said, the Springboks winning Super Rugby, can they play the same way they did, um, or the way, same way the Lions did, which should make it some pretty entertaining. Like I'd get up to watch that if, if that's how they're going to play footy. Yeah, I sent something this weekend. Um, Australia, I just think they've got something in them this weekend, given Bledisloe Cup, despite they haven't held it since two thousand three, playing at Sydney in front of a huge crowd, knowing they've got two Bledisloe Tests this year. This is the first one to kick it off. I just sense they're going to bring something pretty big this weekend. Well, I hope so. You know, let's let's hope that it does kick off with a bit of a hiss and a roar. We want it to be a, a fantastic game. Um, so I don't mind the All Blacks winning 32-28. That'd be all right. 32-28. Yeah. Is that your prediction? Well, no, not a prediction. But, um, you know, if, if we want Australia to play well, then that's great. But we still want the All Blacks to win. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Jim, great chatting to you, mate. And um, we can get your comment on allblacks.com after this test match, can't we, Sunday morning? Yeah, that's right, mate. It'll be there Sunday morning. So uh, looking forward to the test match. I'll be over there with uh, allblacktours.co.nz. So Brilliant. Hopefully, hopefully it's going to be a fantastic uh, weekend in Sydney. It'll be a great weekend. Brilliant. Thanks for your time, mate, and we look forward to catching you up on allblacks.com. Cheers, mate. Not a problem. Thanks, Jim.